Hello and welcome to our latest reflection based on the theme Worship in the Wilderness from a resource by Engage Worship by Sarah and Sam Hargraves. Today I'm going to open with a few words from Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chick under her wings. And you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yesterday I spoke about how we were emotional beings and it strikes me that I don't often think of Jesus in that way and yet surprisingly often we read of Jesus' emotions. We read of his joy as his disciples come back from a successful mission. We read of his anger at the religious leaders who were watching him to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. We read about his indignance when a leper comes to him and says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. I'm pretty sure Jesus isn't indignant about the man. I suspect it's got more to do with a system and society that would make him question whether Jesus would want to heal him. Jesus looks on a crowd and is just moved with compassion because they seem so helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. On the night of his arrest, we read he's overwhelmed. Oddly, one emotion we never read of is Jesus' laugh. Although I'm pretty sure he must have done. He appears to have been very good company, a popular guest at dinner and parties. Not the sort of thing you would expect of someone who was morose and a bit of a killjoy. I'm reliably told his audience would have been in stitches during the Sermon on the Mount when he talked about a person with this great big log sticking out of their eye telling someone else, you might want to do something about that little speck of dust. Or as they imagined a Roman soldier who was only allowed to force you to carry his pack one mile, begging you to give it back as she said, ah oh, no, sure it'll be grand, let's do another one. Unfortunately, humour doesn't necessarily translate well down through cultures and generations. But one emotion we do read of in Jesus' life was sorrow and weeping. It's interesting that the Old Testament passage in which the Christians drew more often than any other when they thought of Jesus was Isaiah 53, which spoke of Jesus as a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. The shortest verse in the Bible tells us that Jesus wept. And twice we encounter his sorrow over Jerusalem. In Luke 13, which I read earlier, Jesus speaks about how so often he wanted to gather them and to rescue and protect them like a mother hen gathering her chicks under her wings. But Jerusalem just wouldn't accept them. 
Later, as he, as he approaches the city, he, he weeps audibly for it. He can see the destructive path they're on and how it's going to end in disaster. But he can't force them to turn back. And there's a real heartbreak there, like a parent whose child is on a disastrous path and they feel powerless to do anything about it. And that same sense is in some of Jesus' stories. One of the most famous and best loved is the prodigal son. Oh, how we wish that would end with the big party, the fatted calf, the happy ever after. But it doesn't. It ends with a father outside the party, pleading with an elder brother to come in. And the story is left unresolved. God we encounter in Jesus knows sorrow and feels it at the rejection of his world. And if we feel sorrow at the state of the world, perhaps it's because we're being drawn closer into the heart of God. Oh, we can want things to have nice, neat answers. But like the father at the end of the prodigal son, we, we live with so much unresolved the whole time. But we don't have to run from that. We can bring it into our prayer life with God. We don't have to bottle it up or put on a happy face. We can want to rush through the bad feelings. But it's Jesus who says, it's the ones who mourn who will be comforted. The ones who don't run from the darker side of life. But who will face it with him. We are free to bring it, but to bring it with hope. As Paul says, we don't grieve like others who have no hope. Yes, we can grieve. But because of Christ, we do have hope. Resurrection is our great hope. This has been a week where it's been slightly downbeat in the reflections. But we are on a road to resurrection. All things are being made new. On Sunday, I started our service with a song from Engage Worship. It was a deliberately darker minor key piece of music. There's not a lot of that in, the, in our hymn books. But it's a reminder that we are known and loved just as we are, however we come. We don't have to hide anything from God because to him, all hearts are open, no secrets are hidden, and he can be trusted with whatever he brings. So I thought I'd use that song again today. Grace and peace be with you. May you know that God loves you. 
however you feel today.
silence surrounds us, then comfort a spirit of truth. For you never will leave us, never forsake us. You promise that you'll see us through. Grace and peace be with you. May you know that God loves you, however you feel today.